1: the deserts bare man i breathe the mountain air man I travel i've had my share man i've been everywhere
0: get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025 that's 1-800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudy and now the savvy traveler himself rudy maxa
2: welcome aboard well things quieted down a bit on the travel front this week So there are still calls from various sources for shutting down travel to and from West Africa's three countries, most plagued by the Ebola cases. We'll talk a little more about that in just a few minutes. But if you're a first-time listener, hi, I'm Rudy Maxa, and I'm a travel journalist, and you're tuned into America's most listened-to travel radio show. This hour, in addition to talking a bit about a travel ban, we'll meet the granddaughter of the man who designed the iconic ship, the SS United States. Once the fastest ship on the seas, in fact, it may still be if it could uh, sail, it now faces either preservation or the junkyard. My guest, Susan Gibbs, favors preservation. We'll learn about, we'll learn why at about, oh, 18 after the hour. Last week, if you were listening, we spoke with travel journalist Doug Lansky about the latest uh, edition of his book, Ultimate Sign Spotting. It's a hilarious collection of strange signs from around the world. Today, I want to talk to him about a new e-book he's publishing this week. It's an illustrated look, very lavishly illustrated look at travel as only Doug can do it. It's a culmination of two decades of being a traveler. Uh, He's uniquely equipped to answer this question, why do we travel? This is a very unusual e-book, not your normal, believe me. He's great with photographs and graphics and statistics. Then you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for my interview with the CEO and founder of a new website that promises to offer unusually good deals on hotels. I'll reveal the name when Randy Warren joins me during the deal segment of the show toward the top of the hour. First, a quick look at just one piece of news from this week in travel that contains some extraordinary numbers. Bottom line is, it's a good time to be in the airline business. Airline stocks that took a nosedive a couple of weeks ago over fears that the Ebola news would empty planes the way SARS did years ago, well, they bounced back this week. Buoyed by low fuel prices, most airlines reported record profits for the third quarter of the year. These numbers come up, by the way, or came in, by the way, as most carriers raised fares across the board last week by about $10 per round trip. Listen to these numbers. American, the world's largest carrier, reported a record profit of $942 million. That's just $58 million, short of a billion for just that one quarter, the third quarter of this year. Expense expects another big number this quarter. United earned, they did cross $1 billion. United earned $1.1 billion profit for the quarter. Southwest set a record, too, $329 million. Alaska racked up $200 million in profit. Even JetBlue hit the bell with a record $79 million in profit. Now, most airlines are still a bit shorter. They're 52 weeks high. But if Ebola or nothing more drastic happens regarding Ebola or terrorism, uh, nothing that would reduce America's love of flying, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year, shares will be even higher. Oh, and let me not forget Delta. Delta pocketed an impressive $1.6 in profit in one quarter. Well, as I mentioned uh, at the top of the hour, uh, calls have been coming out from Congress and uh, others saying, we've well, got to quarantine these countries in uh, in uh, Western Africa. We we, we we just can't have these people coming into this country. Dr. Todd Curtis from the AirSafe Air Safe Foundation, um, you can read his writing at airsafe.com, uh, has some thoughts about the realities of instituting air travel bans to control epidemics. Uh, Todd, nice to have you back in the show, hello.
1: Well, thanks again for having me.
2: So, uh, well, let let me just ask you right up front, are you in the let's seal those countries up uh, department or not?
1: I'm not, but I'm in a different uh, category. I'm in the category of let's look at this as a risk to be managed. And let's look at this as what sort of logical steps can you take to do so? If the goal is to prevent Ebola, the Ebola virus, from entering the United States from an airliner, you have to go a lot broader than just saying, let's target these three countries. You'd have to look at a very different picture. And once you look at that different picture, you'll really have a different view of whether or not a travel ban is effective or necessary.
2: So are you suggesting, for example, someone from Sierra Leone could go to Istanbul, spend a few days there, then hop on a flight from Turkey and waltz right into the United States without any special scrutinizing?
1: Absolutely. And the, the, the problem here is this. The United States government has sway, has control, has regulatory power over U.S. carriers. It has very, very, very little power over carriers that are not based in the U.S. or they're not flying into and out of the U.S., so there is no database that they share with, for example, um, Royal Air Maroc for their domestic flights or Brussels Airlines for their Europe to to Africa flights. So there's no right. way the U.S. government can prove whether or not someone has been to a particular country.
2: Yeah, even these congressmen are saying, "Well, we we uh, you know they should show their tickets of where they've been flying to." As you, say, they can buy a separate ticket and throw it away. They don't have to. Show it. I I think, Todd, I come down sort of on on your side and the president's side. I mean, I must say I'm not certainly original with this, that if you lock people in their country, so to speak, I mean, they're going to look for ways to sneak out and sneak in as opposed to voluntarily letting you take their temperature when they land at Newark or Dulles or wherever.
1: Oh, absolutely. For example, uh, the U.S. government has a fairly reasonable policy now. That if you're originating in the three countries that are most affected, you have to fly into one of five airports. Great. You have a screening program. They'll take your temperature. But now, after what happened in New York, uh, the governor and the mayor, I guess, decided, well, if you happen to be in Newark or JFK, we'll go three steps beyond. Well, if I were, uh, let's say, a health worker in those countries, and I knew that this new program was instituted for just those two airports, I'd fly into Chicago or to Dallas or to Atlanta. I'd avoid that.
2: Well, I know this was just announced Friday afternoon, uh, but it's my understanding, is this your understanding, that if you come into Newark or JFK from one of those three African countries, West African countries, you're going to be actually qu- not, not quarantined at home or told to check in. You're going to actually be put in a holding place
1: somewhere for 21 days. Is that your understanding as well? From my understanding of the first case that happened in Newark, that seems to be how they're operating. Yeah. And again, I mean, this so is a policy that was per- probably thought out, but not thought out thoroughly or well or over a long period of time. Uh, they're making this up, from my perspective, uh, on a case-by-case basis. And certainly in the first case in Newark, there were some problems with that.
2: Yeah, I mean they didn't they don't know where they're going to put anybody. I mean, the CDC wasn't involved in this. The local health departments weren't involved in this. It seemed like a couple of politicians flying by the seat of their pants to me.
1: Now, certainly, uh local and state health authorities have within their power to make changes in their jurisdictions that go beyond what the federal government's doing. That's been happening. Uh that's a tradition that goes back to the separation of powers of uh, the federal and the state and the local governments. But in a case like this, which has national and international uh, repercussions, it seems to me that uh, perhaps a little bit more coordination would have been useful before they instituted this policy at JFK and newer.
2: I couldn't agree more, and I also agree with your assertion that if you're a medical professional who wants to volunteer, you really can't afford three weeks being locked up somewhere when you get back back home. It's just going to uh, diminish anyone's interest in going over. Dr. Todd Curtis, thank you for joining us.
1: Well, thank you again for having me.
2: Dr. Todd Todd Curtis uh, curates the website airsafe.com. He runs the AirSafe Foundation. You can check it out and keep up to date on what's going on in the airline industry. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. When we come back, we're going to talk with with Susan Gibbs about the ship her grandfather designed, the SS United States, which is facing the wrecking ball. She's going to tell us why she thinks it ought to be saved and see what you think. To participate
0: in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or
2: email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home. With LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection, by calling 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136 or visit RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors.
3: TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Hi, it's Leah. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first 6 months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network, and TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow 3 easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step, simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the TrueCar mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.
4: For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com.
2: To
0: join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World.
2: And this segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our friends at orbits.com who know vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz, maybe, maybe, maybe. And with the Orbits Rewards Program, the payoff comes just as quickly. You can earn free hotel nights faster. When you earn rewards instantly by booking your flights, hotels, and vacation packages at orbits.com. You can earn even more if you use the Orbits Mobile app. Five percent on hotels, two percent on flights. So join Orbitz Rewards today at orbits.com slash rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's orbits.com slash rewards, or look at look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. That's the radio show website. It's about nineteen minutes after the hour. Um, loyal listeners, well, I really loyal listeners, may remember a couple years ago, we interviewed the author of a book about this incredible ship, the SS United States. At the time, it was suffering from disrepair, and there was a question about whether it was going to be sent to a scrapyard or not. Well, that's still a conversation that's taking place, and leading that these days is Susan Gibbs. She is the executive director of the SS United States Conservancy, based in D.C., and interestingly enough, she is the granddaughter of the designer, the much-celebrated designer uh, or the, uh, of the SS United States. Susan, nice to have you on the show.
6: Pleasure to be here.
2: Before we talk about restoration efforts, um, give our, can you give the audience a little thumbnail about the importance of the SS United States, how, how groundbreaking that was as a ship and as it, uh, as it pertains particularly to speed?
6: Yes, the SS United States uh, blazed onto the scene after World War II, uh, smashed the transatlantic speed record on her maiden voyage, and really was an extraordinary symbol of this nation's power, grandeur, and uh, technological innovation. And I should add that she still holds the transatlantic speed record to this day.
2: And, and when did the ship go out? I, I know the ship uh, did have its heyday for a few years, sailing uh, transatlantic passengers. And during World War II, it easily, which your grandfather apparently made uh, provisions for when he designed the ship, easily turned into a troop ship, right?
6: Exactly. So it, it was uh, designed to convert very quickly into a troop ship to take t- up to 15,000 troops over 10,000 miles without refueling, and this was, of course, uh, uh, you know, in the event of, of war. She she never did see battle, so she she lived out her 17 years in service as a luxury liner. And uh, and she, ne-
2: she never did transport troops, Susan.
6: She never did. She never did. Uh, huh.
2: I didn't know that. I thought, yeah. I thought it had no. So, and, and, and I, I think the consensus is that that the jet airplane doomed uh, most uh, uh,
6: ocean liners. Yes, exactly. The, the jet airliner, and then she was also, because of her extraordinary speed, uh, quite a gas guzzler. <laughs> so she had, ah. she had several things working against her, but uh, uh, so she, she plied the seas for 17 years and was withdrawn from service back in, in 1969.
2: What's your relationship with the ship? I know you're the granddaughter of the designer, but did you ever sail it? Did you know your grandfather well? Were you were you have you been on? Were you on the ship when it was operating?
6: Unfortunately, and this is one of my great regrets, the first time I stepped aboard the SS United States was uh, in Philadelphia, where she currently is, and. It was a, uh, shall we say, you know, an emotional experience for me. Uh, as I drove from my home in Washington, D.C. to Philadelphia that first time, I read aloud uh, from my grandmother's diaries of all of the extraordinary voyages she had taken. To, to Europe aboard the ship and, you know, it, it, just these wonderful accounts of champagne and music and light and power and, uh, you know, mink stoles and <laughs> and just the amazing people she met and, and just how for her, and she said this in her journal, coming aboard the ship is like coming home. And so then I arrived at, at what she had called her home in Philadelphia, and, uh, and certainly the ship uh, bore very little... Uh, resemblance to to what she had described it it had been out of service for a number of years and was darkened and was largely stripped out of her interior fittings by a previous owner and uh you know was just very much a, a lady in waiting and uh and so, so, and to answer your question, I unfortunately did not get to know my grandfather uh, well at all. He died when I was only five years old, and actually grew up uh, not caring a lot. <laughs> Truth sure. be told, wasn't uh, wasn't really focused on on the ship. But how about but after your that Did department? your parents
2: Did your parents sail it?
6: Uh, in believe it or not they didn't they did what? not uh, so i know so so this uh, rediscovery of the ship uh, i think my my story uh kind of uh, uh resembles many others and that the, the conservancy we we hear every day from people who are expressed amazement that the ship is still here they have um, uh, memories of traveling abo- across the atlantic when you know they're Younger years, and they just assumed it had disappeared along the way, as basically every other uh, liner has done. I mean, she is the only one left, and uh, and so so yes, uh, so certainly uh, I have rediscovered her, and and so many others have, and uh, you know we're really in a race against time to ensure that that she right. continues talk to about endure that. and inspire.
2: Let's talk about it. Susan Gibbs is my guest. She's the executive director of the SS United States Conservancy in Washington D.C. An organization dedicated to saving, rescuing, renovating the uh, iconic cruise line cruise ship, the SS United States. All right, bring us up to date, Susan. Where 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 your efforts at the 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 ship is in not it's not dry dock. It's in is wet dock a phrase I don't know. She is
6: she is floating and uh, on the Delaware River. In the the Delaware River, okay. Yes, in Philadelphia, where she has been for uh, 18 years now. Actually, she has been in Philadelphia afloat for more years than she plied the seas during her seagoing service career. And so, uh, so yes, the SS United States Conservancy, the nonprofit organization uh, that I, I run, uh, was able to purchase the ship in February of 2011 thanks to an extraordinary philanthropist in the Philadelphia area uh, Jerry Lenfest who provided the resources to us to enable us to literally at the 11th hour prevent the ship from being scrapped it was moments away from destruction and we were able to to save it and uh, and we are we are now uh, since then have been working very very hard to ensure that the ship can be repurposed and preserved and with a with an amazing museum on board and and again to to live on.
2: And and so so are, where are we at financially in saving the ship at this point?
6: Yes, we have uh the ship's carrying costs uh even even in her current condition uh, sitting at a Philadelphia pier are are quite formidable. Uh, it's it's a pier rental costs are high, uh, insurance, dockage, security. Uh, a number of these costs really add up every month, and so it has been a continued challenge for for us for the SS United States Conservancy to to handle those costs and pursue redevelopment and preservation programs that that. Uh, that we need to uh, obviously uh, uh, implement to, but to much, save it. how much?
2: I mean, are you facing? Is, is the ship facing imminent, uh, for lack of a better word, foreclosure? In other words, can you? It must be expensive to have that thing parked there in Philadelphia.
6: It's it's very expensive. Uh, that said, we were very very fortunate that. This summer, a a donor from the DC area named Jim Poland kind of responded to our call and provided us a very uh, generous uh, upfront grant as well as a challenge grant. He challenged the Conservancy's membership and and the general public to, to join him in in supporting this, this extraordinary vessel. And, uh, and as we announced, uh, uh, I guess last week, we were able to meet his challenge grant of a hundred thousand dollars. And in fact, even exceeded it. And so I, because of this extraordinary, uh, expression of support, I am not waking up quite so often in the middle of the night in a, in a cold sweat, um, but, but certainly, we are continuing to work very hard to, to raise funds and build awareness so that this ship can be permanently preserved.
2: How can someone who would like to help out or know more about it uh, get in touch with you or just help the SS U- United States?
6: Oh, yeah. We would be delighted to hear from any of your listeners who are interested in, in helping us or or sharing their stories with us. Uh, we we love hearing from former passengers. Yes, and we have a website at ssusc. So it's www.ssusc.org and there's all sorts of fabulous information. Uh, we'll put a link on, on our, on our Facebook.
2: Facebook. Hey Susan Gibbs, thank you for for joining us. Everybody knows vacations are instantly rewarding. Instant relaxation, instant tan lines, instant margarita buzz. With the Orbitz Rewards program, the payoff comes just as quickly. Earn free hotels faster when you earn rewards instantly on flights, hotels, and vacation packages. And you can earn even more when you book on the Orbitz mobile app. 5% on hotels, 2% on flights. Join Orbitz Rewards today at Orbitz.com rewards and get instant vacation gratification. That's Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com.
0: Participate in the program. Call now at
2: 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 after the hour. In this portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at LifeLock, who remind you that identity theft has become such a serious crime, not even law enforcement can stop it all. You know, Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by an identity theft. So here's a way to protect your identity, your bank and your retirement accounts, your credit cards, your insurance policies, even the equity in your home. By using LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection you can buy. Give them a ring at 800-877-3136. That's 800. 800- 877 3136, or you can visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors. 800 877 3136, Lifelock. Last week we talked about, uh, we talked with Doug Lansky, the Stockholm based journalist. He's American, but he uh, got lucky enough to marry a doctor in Sweden and he lives there with his wonderful children, about his book, Ultimate Sign Spotting. He has done several volumes of uh, his Sign Spotting series for Lonely Planet uh, guides, but he has been working for decades on, I think, what he would consider his ultimate travel book. It's an e book. It's a 260-page ebook with tons of photos. Very heavy, heavy on graphics. Doug is really good at that. Um, and, and this is a book that asks sort of why we travel. And I'm just looking at his advertising flyer he sent me. Uh, There's one page, for example, what it's like to travel blind, what it's like to travel in a wheelchair. Doug, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here a second week.
7: Thanks, Ray. It's great to
2: be back. So what prompted you to do this? Was this was this, an, was this an attempt to sort of corral all your knowledge about travel from 20 years of being a journalist?
7: <laughs> a little bit like that. You know, when I was traveling around for a long time speaking to university students about how to get out there and see the world, I'd written a rough guide book about exactly that. And I ended up putting together a really visual presentation. And, and I realized when I was watching the audience that this really connected. And I was wondering if there's a way to do this in book form. And I love TED Talks. And I sure. thought how can we make it visual and interesting and get people to rethink it without it being too heavy? I like, you know, the Alain de Beton's The the Art of Travel. And then you've got on the other end of the spectrum, The Lonely Planet, you know, travel, The Big Book of Travel, I think it was called. And it's like oh. a giant four-color yeah. brochure, really. It didn't really Otherwise much, known
2: as a doorstop, it? right?
7: Yeah, exactly. It was kind of like, here's a bunch of pretty places you can see and put them on your bucket list. And I thought there's got to be, some fertile ground between those two extremes. Like, can you talk about travel more than here's five cool things to see? Say something about it that really rethinks, makes you rethink the way we behave while we're out there. I mean, I'll give you a quick example. Like, one of the things with attractions is you don't know when you're done. Like, how do you know when you're done seeing the Eiffel Tower? It's not like there's a beginning and an end to it. So we've invented this ritual without really saying anything. Is we, we take a photo. You know, you'll often said it yourself. You're like, hey, come on, quick, grab a photo and let's go. Or I'm not leaving mm-hmm. till I get a photo. You know. It's a way not just to kind of collect a trophy, but it's also a way to mark that you've, quote unquote, done the thing. Um, and we, we have other little rituals like this. And by just showing pictures of this and having a little bit of commentary here and there, I want to get readers to sort of reflect on what it is we do out there.
2: Well, now, is this—I mean, I I, I say this as a jealous fellow journalist. I mean, did you do the graphics on this yourself? Yeah, I did all the
7: legwork. This took me—I started about 12 years ago, and I've been working on it on and off. And then this last year, I dedicated the whole year to it. And this is like a—this is sort of like my thesis on travel. But again, it's not heavy. It's quick flipping. You can go through the whole book real quick and easy. But it's— yeah, I did all the work on it.
2: Actually. It's unbelievably it's unbelievably luxurious looking. This is a again I to the audience I say it's a 260 page book, but it's really a photo book with factoids and interesting observations from Doug Glean from his uh, decades of experience traveling around the world. I started working with Doug years ago when I did a public radio show called The Savvy Traveler, and he was working his way around the world doing different jobs. And I'd check in with him <laughs> Japan, in Japan where, where you were being you were at sumo wrestling school, as I recall. <laughs> Dracula, um, that was a fun one. And we check in with him around the world in, in which he, uh, at places where he's doing various jobs. So he's got a, a great depth of knowledge to draw on. How does one... How does one get this book? Is it available right now, Doug?
7: Yes. Yeah, well, it's, it goes on sale officially on Monday. But what I wanted to do with this, and okay with you, I've got sure. some of these advanced codes from iBookstore. They gave me some freebie promotional codes. So I wanted to give a bunch to you to give out to your listeners. And you can put now, them up on. How do I on, do that? How do we do you that? You could, you know, I don't know if you've got some people. What do you think is a good way? People email
2: well, you, you? Yeah. Um, yeah. People could email I me. Mean, how many are you given me? We'll tell people that. About, how about 10. Okay, so the first 10 people who email me at rudy at rudymaxa.com and say, give me the free code to Doug's book, or just put Doug's book in the subject line, we'll send you. If you're one of the first 10 people to send, send me an email at rudy at rudymaxa.com, we'll send you a link and you can uh, access Doug's ebook for free. It really is a breathtaking visual paradise, Doug. I really have to congratulate you.
7: Thank you so much. I'm happy with the way it turned out.
2: You, you ought to be. You ought to be. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a Herculean work, and, uh, um, and, and it's fascinating, though. I mean, I mean, the number of things you learn. If you, if you like to travel, even if you just have a desolatory interest in travel, this is a great, great place to look. Uh, are you going to take a little time off now? No. I'm a freelancer, says Doug. I can't.
7: <laughs> I'm doing—well, it's actually—there's going to be a book, too, coming out next spring, um, so I'm working on that already. And it's the same kind of format. I just want to I say see. real quickly one thing that I think you've – I've heard you speak about this before. was like the glamour of travel decades ago. And one of the things I learned while I was writing this was that like in 1939, 1940, when they had these uh, – the Clipper ships, you know, the the, the planes that yep. in Indiana Jones flew on that landed on the water by Pan Am. Those were $750 round trip New York, London then and adjusted for inflation. That's a $12,000 ticket yep. for economy class. Yep. So, no wonder it was so luxurious back then. You know? <laughs> right. It's, right, you it's like flying in
2: one grand. of those Emirates private apartments now, right? <laughs> exactly. For twelve grand, you can still travel luxuriously. <laughs> exactly. Doug Lansky, uh, send me an email. You can look him up at DougLansky.com, by the way. Doug, thanks for dropping by.
0: Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025.
2: You can also email the show anytime at info at RudyMaxa.com. Rudy Maxa here with an important message from LifeLock. Identity theft has become such a serious crime that not even law enforcement can stop it all. Forbes says 20% of Americans have been affected by identity theft. So protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, insurance policies, even the equity in your home with LifeLock Ultimate Plus, the most comprehensive identity theft protection by calling 800-877-3136. 800-877-3136 or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors.
3: True Car is changing car buying forever. Hi, it's Leah. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step, simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the TrueCar mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.
8: What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding unlimited talk and text and now with double the data starting at only $35 a month that's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough listen you've got to get in on this double dose of data seriously why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much hurry up this offer will not last forever Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends one Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost's previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details.
4: If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4.
5: I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information
4: or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com.
0: To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com.
2: Here's Rudy Maxa. Indeed, indeed. So uh, recently, Charlie Leoka, our f- a frequent guest on our show, he's the chairman and founder of Travel- TravelersUnited.org. It's a group of uh, consumer advocates for travelers uh, based in Washington, D.C. Charlie went to a confab uh, filled with a lot of airline folks and he came away with one overriding impression. What was that, Charlie?
9: Well, the big impression was that the airline folks are they're drunk on big data. And they're trying to collect every bit of data about us as passengers as they can. And then they're going to use that data to figure out what we want. And, of course, I raised the pregnant question of, well, why don't you just ask? Well, why don't you give us a menu and let us choose what we want? and i would draw a blank stare and they would say well that then we can't use all of this big data that we've been collecting so i found it quite amusing
2: well that i i, I that's sort of strange i mean i mean you know it is it's sort of marketing 101 to to ask your customers what they like and what they don't like isn't it
9: it is however we're now in a situation with the airlines where they really don't want to share their information. They're doing everything they can not to share the prices that they're charging for all of their ancillary fees. And I don't know if anybody you know, in the audience has recently gone online to make reservations, but if you go to a, an online travel agency like an Expedia, an Orbitz, so um, a Priceline, the cheap tickets or any of those, you can get your airfare. You can buy that, but that's all you can do. They don't tell you anything else. The, those sites can't really tell you how much your bag's going to cost. They can't tell you how much seat reservations are going to cost. They can't tell you how much all the ancillary fees are going to cost. The airlines hold all that information close to their chest because they want to use that to force you back to their website. And so part of this whole thing comes into um, into being when the airlines don't want to tell us the data, and therefore they don't want to put out a menu and they just want to give us the products that they think we want. And I think this is part of their problems in marketing right now. And there's a problem in trust between the passenger and the airline. We don't know how much our ticket's going to cost until we're halfway through our trip. <laughs> all of a sudden, now we've learned all the extra fees are going to be, that are going to be associated. So it kind of falls into that kind of a, of a system. Where this strange uh, will to withhold pricing from the consumer until they actually want something. And then they ask and they, oh, that will cost this much money, and so on. It would be nice if we had a menu, but it doesn't look like we're going to get one in the, ne- in the near term.
2: Well, this is one of the ongoing. Uh, debates between the airline industry and consumer groups, isn't it? This The the transparency of... Uh, you know, we've got transparency of fares largely now, though Southwest doesn't participate in some of those third-party airlines where you could look at them. But we still don't know what our final price is going to be until we've gone quite a few steps through and have to decide whether or not to buy and whether we want to buy a seat with a little extra leg room, whether we want to buy early boarding, etc.
9: Exactly. and what's, And what we're right now in the middle of is a rulemaking, which is being uh, carried out by the Department of Transportation, where they have uh, proposed that the airlines, at least for the beginning, release the uh, prices for carry-on luggage, for um, first check bag, for second check bag, and for seat reservations, so that all passengers, anywhere that they're buying, um... their tickets will be able to find out how much this will cost before they buy their tickets and naturally the airlines are fighting that tooth and nail claiming that we can get all of this information today it's just a little bit more work for the consumers and there's no reason why everything should be made easy for consumers
2: and do you, so, think that's, do you think they really believe that, you know, I want to make it difficult or tricky so our fares look low compared to other people until they get all the way through? Do you think that is a conscious effort or whether they just don't want to spend the money to do it?
9: I think that it, it is a conscious effort, and it falls, it's, a, it's a form of bait-and-switch advertising, which has been fought, uh, fought against by not only DOT but also by the FTC – where they give you a very low price up front, and then later on they say, oh, well, then this is going to cost a little bit extra. This is going to be called a little bit extra. And that's called drip pricing. And oh, so I, like that. I think we're in a situation where they've actually made claims in discussions with uh, congressmen that having lower fares and basically uh, lying to the passengers will increase the amount of business that the airlines do. Check I out Charlie's it,
2: TravelersUnited.org. Charlie, we got, we got a commercial running up here. Thanks for dropping by. Rudy
0: Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Number to call the program is 800 387 8025 That's 1-800-387-8025 Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com
2: Here again is Rudy Maxa Welcome back, it's 52 minutes after the hour You're listening to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, nice to have you aboard there is a new website, at least new to me, uh, that, that deals with hotel prices, and, or excuse me, hotel reservations, and is promising world-beating prices, prices to beat all the competition. And the founder and CEO of Hotel Power, which is what it's called, hotelpower.com, is Randy Warren. And nice to welcome to the show. Randy, nice for, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Rudy. Okay. How new is this company?
10: Uh, the company is 20 years old. Uh, the uh, site is, uh, is brand new uh we uh started in 1994 uh been in the travel industry but we wanted to create something to save people money because we noticed that people are paying way too much on their hotels.
2: So Hotel Power has been around for how long?
10: Uh Hotel Power is uh, is brand new. So Hotel Power has been around for uh about 6 months.
2: 6 months. Okay. Now, I mean the, the you know the obvious basic question is how how can you say that you can beat uh, the competition when it comes to hotel prices. What what is your secret sauce that allows you to do that that others have missed?
10: Uh, we are uh, the 50th largest uh, travel agency in the country. Our buying power allows us to uh, take feeds from five different companies, including all of the major online uh, travel companies, along with a lot of uh, wholesale inventory to save people up to 70 percent in their hotels. Uh, significant savings over what they'd find with the major online travel companies.
2: But why don't other online travel companies have these feeds and this access to these prices? Uh,
10: because they're advertising; they're spending a fortune on advertising. That they've got to cover their marketing. Uh, for example, we have the uh, Hyatt Atlanta Downtown that I just found on Orbitz uh, for two twenty-one a night uh, next week, and we have it for one forty-eight a
2: night. Um, I did a. I did a. I published a, a, a weekly newsletter, which I'm remiss in not having sent you because I, I wrote about how power th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did I'm sorry. I, uh, did I send you this one? I, I, in my newsletter. I, I, I stayed up late one night comparing prices. For example, I I compared, I went into a slow month. Jan. I, I, I looked at a two night weekend stay, January 16th to January 18th, two nights in Chicago at the Fairmont. Now, the hotel's okay. website offered me $199 a night. You guys came in at $179, a nice savings, $20. Mm-hmm. But I looked at the Ritz Carlton's Chicago website. That's actually a four seasons there, but it's called Ritz Carlton. The the website at the hotel quoted me two fifty one a night, so did Hotel Power. Even though your website claimed its price represented a fifty six percent savings um, on that particular uh, property, now it may have been the different night, so I will uh, put an asterisk on that. But in that case, it came in the same. But I did check out the price. Now this was an astounding one for Hotel Power. You guys come in big on this one. Uh, the Ritz Carlton on Central Park um the for midweek stay november 11th through the 13th the hotel site offered a room for 995 a night you guys came in at 561 a big savings a 434 savings but it got even bigger when i realized the ritz carlton doesn't tell you till you click through later that you're paying 150 a night in fees and taxes and you all i gather post the, the fees and taxes are built into the first price quote am i correct
10: uh, we have we have different providers. So uh, what you want to do is actually go on every site, no matter what you go to. You want to go to the checkout page because you'll find uh, a lot of sites add in taxes and fees. So depending on who we're getting that from, uh, you you want to always click through, no matter where you're going, to the final checkout price. Well, I did click paying.
2: through on Hotel Power and found that 150 was built into it. So you realized the savings, an extraordinary savings, about 580 a night, which is ridiculous.
10: Well, we know. We we know you wanted to stay an extra night, so we wanted to pay for you to stay that extra night.
2: Well, I, I was so, I was quite impressed. Now now is there a price? Is there a membership fee to join Hotel Power?
10: So we are offering through December the first uh, free uh, free membership uh, in the site between now and December the first. After December the first, we'll have. Uh, All of the published inventory, AAA inventory, and other promotional inventory that most other sites won't show you, uh, available free after that. Uh, But uh, a membership uh, will be $49 after that. But between now and December the 1st, you can check out all of our
2: stuff absolutely free. And what will that $49 membership entitle you to that uh, anyone clicking on without paying the $49 isn't seeing?
10: Well, I I think you just identified it, the the almost $400 savings a night at the uh, Ritz-Carlton Central Park uh, and savings of of all of our member-only inventory, uh, like uh, where we have the Aria uh, Las Vegas, a three-night stay at Expedia was uh, $669 for January the 16th, and we have that for $505. So it'll save you significantly over time, uh, and it will pay you cash back because we do pay cash back on any rate that you see that's the same at any other site.
2: Um. Whoops. Run that by me again. I know you have some. Okay. You have some. Say that again. How's the cashback thing work? So,
10: so we also pay cash back. So any on any published rate, on any uh, standard rate or AAA rate or uh, senior rate, we also pay cash back to our members. So we'll publish, pay rate publish rate on your
2: site. Published rate on your uh, site.
10: That's correct on our site.
2: So if I buy a uh, hotel from you, I'm going to get I'm going to get some cash back in the long run. That's correct, Okay, top and, of that. Absolutely. And you talk about other perks, like you know, perhaps free parking or free breakfast.
10: So we've gone out and negotiated with uh, thousands of properties to uh, include um, free breakfast, uh, late checkout, as well as uh, complimentary room upgrades when they're available. And uh, those are, are built into various rates, and uh, they're av- available to, the, to you that you won't find on other
2: sites. All right. Well, there you go. I would I would commend you checking this out as I did. The website is called HotelPower.com. Randy Warren is the founder and CEO. Randy, we're going to watch the uh, growth of your site with great interest. Thanks for alerting us. Today. Rudy, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Nice talking to you as well. We're coming into the first hour of Rudy Max's World. If your station's leaving us, oh, no, don't do that. Actually, most of our stations take both hours. I'm delighted to say. So give us about a six-minute break here, some local news and some spots, and we'll be back with a lot more Travel Talk.